0: <laughs> you go to
1: like a, an, uh, a good pizza place and they have that giant, like, sheet thing that they throw the pizza into the oven and they the pull the pizza up. peel. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. So, with your barbecue ribs in the oven right now, do you think you're going to pull them out of the oven with one of your twigs? No, it's just on what... a sheet pan. Mm. That'd be funny. That'd be a funny shoot right there. Yeah. Getting barbecue ribs out with a hockey stick. Uh... We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Rode Microphones. Rode is an Australian-based company with a great U.S. team making quality consumer and professional audio equipment. Here at Two Weird Camera Beards, Tom and I host the show using two Rode pod mics and a Rodecaster Pro for mixing and stings. If you're interested in Rode audio equipment, Midwest Photo is an authorized reseller, and you can find their equipment to purchase or learn more by going to mpex.com and searching Rode. That's mpex.com, search R-O-D-E.
0: And a special thank you to Ray Sherlow for our intro music and all of the other music that you hear when we're not talking. If you dig his tunes like I do, head over to his Bandcamp page. It's rayshurlow.bandcamp.com. If you have any uh, difficulty with the spelling, don't worry. We'll put a link in the show notes as well. Thanks, Ray. I just want to let people know at the end of this podcast, specifically, we will have a little uh, snippet from a conversation that I had with Ray Sherlow about a week and a half ago, um, where I actually went and hung out with Ray for a little bit, took some pictures in his recording studio and stuff, and I haven't seen him in years, Like, and I got to see his new house and all this stuff. It's, it was a really nice time, and I think you guys will dig the conversation that I have with him. Um, if I can, I'll use even some of the conversation that I had with him while he and I were playing Katamari. So,
1: what the heck is Katamari?
0: You're a little alien guy okay. creating the universe. You're rolling up things on this little, in this little ball and uh things stick to it anything that's smaller than the ball sticks to the ball and you're trying to get it as big as possible to create stars in the universe can you create a black hole uh i think at some point you actually do
1: okay so i'm in i gotta download this game i'll have to check it out if it's hopefully available on the xbox one if it's not, then i'm I'm gonna have then to. I'm gonna have to you'll pass. You'll just yeah. have to be sad. But you do need to download Among Us and play with us. Okay. Yeah, you got to do that yeah. at least. We're
0: gonna have to do like a yeah, because I, I, I staff happy hour where we're all playing. or For something. sure,
1: for sure. Um. So last week we talked about spooky lighting. Did, have you done any more lighting uh, photography, like uh, like flash photography, or even continuous lighting photography? Like, did you do Honestly, any with Did you do any with Ray, or was it just all natural light?
0: So I did do a little bit of flash but i was mostly bouncing a speed light around his room because he his his studio room that he has in his house right is kind of a it's got like vaulted ceiling so it was really nice to like actually bounce it off of these like corners in the ceiling and get really nice light from that um but not really i mean honestly like the most the more most of the photography that i've been doing has been Like at Ray's house, I photographed, he's got a cat and a dog. He's got a big Burmese mountain dog. Like I've been doing, like I did a bunch of pet portraits while I was hanging out with them and stuff. Mm -hmm. And those came out really nice because they have really nice big windows. And then, uh, other than that, like, I don't know, I've been, I showed you, I've got an old Russian watch that I, that I've been Mm -hmm. like toying around with modifying and stuff. And I actually took some pictures today of that just Of like the process
1: of taking it apart? Because uh, that's what I want to see. I, I want to see I that. Could,
0: I could do that. I should do that. Maybe I'll do that later tonight or something Tom- and post some pictures.
1: Thomas the horologist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, what about you? Have you been...
1: Um, um, I have just been trying to keep up with work, quite honestly. You know, it's, it's Q4 here at Midwest. We're all ramping up for the holidays. I've got some cool stuff coming for our virtually cool Midwest Photo Feature Fair, which... Our executive producer, who also uh, uh, does our social media coordination, she announced that this past weekend that we'll be doing that. And yeah, it looks like we got a few people who who might be uh, excited about that. So
0: I'm really excited about it. I think so. There's never, I, I don't think I ever want to see another fully virtual Midwest photo feature fair. Yeah. But yeah, I hope this is the only one at the same time like i can't imagine this not like this is absolutely going to open up doors for yeah. for future feature fairs and broadening our kind of photo community friends and all of that
1: yeah so just so um i can fill people in who might be totally unaware of what's going on when we're talking about a feature fair yeah uh, twice a year midwest photo holds a, a big event called the feature fair and it's usually in person it's usually here in our store We get tons of people, Uh, you know, there were, I remember, probably my second one, I, it was just like wall-to-wall people. It was nuts. It was, you know. Bonkers. Bonkers. (laughs) I had to slip that in. So uh, we can't obviously do that this year. There is an ongoing pandemic. It is very real and it is very dangerous. And we want to make sure that people are aware of what's on the market for the holidays. But at the same time, we want to keep you very safe. Mm Mm-hmm. So as a And drawer? I
0: think like so something that I think that I love about the Feature Fair mm-hmm. is the fact that it's like it's a party atmosphere for photographers. It's like going right. it's almost like going to a pro, like a show, like a photo or a, a technology show except it's just hosted by us. Yeah. And it's like people line up around the building and like when Like, before we open, they're wrapped around the building. Yep. And we then, get them all
1: amped up. We go out there and pass yeah, out some raffle tickets and whatnot. It is so much fun. Yeah. It's it a, is, and it's I a get blast. To
0: see, we get to see everybody, like our whole photo family mm-hmm. and all of that. It's just... It is the most fun time. And I miss not... Like, I'm going to really miss not having that this year. But yeah. I'm really excited for to see... I don't know, like a slowed down online version of that where we're just like a continued party where it's almost like these online music festivals and stuff that we're starting to see a little bit of. Right,
1: right. Now usually this event, when it's in person, is one or two days uh, usually held over the weekend, but as the director of marketing here at Midwest, I have decided to flip the whole thing on its head and, uh, to keep people safe. We're going to hold this online and we're going to do it a lot differently than what we did in years past. Mm-hmm. So the whole event's actually going to take place over two weeks now. Um, and I have sat down at this point with six photographers who are super cool. Yeah. Uh, we'll be unveiling them shortly and, and, and telling you what we've talked to them about. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll each get a day, a featured, uh, Featured ness, featured f- fair, featured stuff. Anyway, we're gonna feature them. We're I, gonna feature the heck out of them.
0: A day of complete like showing off that person.
1: Yeah. I so know. you get yeah. to see. You know the the idea came to mind that like, if you're a photographer, mm-hmm. we all know the curse that is receiving the lens mug from Aunt, Lin- uh. Aunt Linda <laughs> for the sixth time. Yeah. <laughs> And we don't want photographers to feel like that anymore. So what what I did is I sat down with these photographers and I talked to them to feature them in a real world conversation. That, like, Wait, what are
0: you going to do with them? I'm
1: going to feature them. I'm going <laughs> to feature the heck out of them. I'm going to feature you and I'm going to feature you. So no, I'm go- we feature them. We feature their technique. We feature what they do. Uh, we're going to feature their work and what they use to get the shot, so to speak. We're going to. We've talked with them and in recorded interviews. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun and I think a lot of people are going to take something away from it whether that's a gift you can get for a friend or yeah. whether that's a, a gift you want to put on your wish list whether that's a family member who's learning more about what you All do it. uh, yeah it's just it's going to be awesome yeah So can I
0: put you on a spot for oh boy <laughs> for a quick little quick, quick little cue hit me with it Um did you learn anything from these people when Like, was there any one specific thing that jumped out of you from these interviews of you, like, learning from these local pros?
1: I actually, I learned a little bit about, and I don't want to give too much away, but I'll just kind of feature a few things.
0: What are you, wait, what are you going to do? I'm going to feature the heck out of a few things right now. It's just like when I say the word feature, you
1: dork. Yeah. Um, I think I learned a little bit more about how the food photography industry works. I learned. Oh, interesting. I learned uh, a bit more about how um, photographers balance their work and life. I yeah. learned uh, about photographers who have, you know, been maybe a little skittish about gear, but then stepped into the realm of Godox and been like, "Oh my gosh, this changed my life." So I learned, I learned things about friends. I learned things about the industry. I learned things about technology.
0: That balance thing seems like the hardest thing to learn. Yeah. You're like, yeah. When you're as driven as a lot of these people are. Yeah.
1: Yep so cool yeah i'm, I'm, I'm excited stoked. it's it's gonna start on the 16th we're gonna kick it off it's gonna run right through uh black friday it will be the last day of that future fair so
0: nice yeah it'll be fun And i ha- I haven't seen any of this so i'm really excited to see yeah, kind i've been, of what you guys I've been have keeping been cooking it under wraps real well yeah
1: Okay, so today um kind of to jump into it now that we're, you know, ten minutes in here.
0: Yeah, let's hop on in. The water's the water's fine here. Uh yeah.
1: we wanna cover one of the most asked questions we have here at Midwest Photo, and that's do I need to upgrade should I upgrade something something upgrade?
0: How do you talk yourself out of an upgrade? <laughs> or how do you talk you yourself into an upgrade? Yeah. Um For- for me, I don't. How? Where do you usually sit with this? Do you are you usually trying to talk yourself into an upgrade or out of an out of upgrades that you're like, oh, I don't need the shiny thing this time.
1: I will often talk myself out of it, but I will talk myself into lateral transitions in photography if that makes any sense. And I'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I'll talk about that a little bit. But okay. it, especially, you know, around this time of year, we have a lot of people coming in to trade in gear, mm-hmm. uh, which we do here. We buy gear, we trade gear. Um, we've got a pretty robust used department. And that's uh, the one thing people are looking to do is, is is there a deal on a camera that I want? And should I trade mine in? Yeah. Um, and what the pros and cons behind, you know, trading it in versus selling it yourself and so on and so on. So yeah. if you have any questions on what your gear might be worth... Um, we do have a dedicated email for that used quotes at MPEX.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, just shoot us some photos of what you got. We can tell you if we're interested yeah, we and there's give you also a, ballpark figures for things.
0: I think there's a subscription or a su- submission form on our website. Yeah. Well. There's,
1: there's a submission form too, yeah. or, or MPEX oh, yeah. at mp. Give us
0: a call too. like anybody that works on the sales floor can help you with, uh, with a, a used quote pretty much live. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, but per usual, our marvelous and magical executive producer Maddie O'Neill, mm. who's living it up in sunshiny Florida right now.
0: Mm. Yeah, hey, I think they got snow already, right? No,
1: we got snow already. <laughs> she she in fact said and joked with us yesterday via text. Tom and I we have a we have a group text going on between the three of us. Mm-hmm. She said, "Oh hey, I'll be there too when you guys record." Mm-hmm. Just kidding, it's snowing. I'm gonna stay here on the beach or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. In it. You know what, Maddie? Fine. Yeah. Keep your sand.
0: We're gonna have to re <laughs> we're gonna have to rename that group chat from best, best beard buddies to accept Maddie. Yeah.
1: No, no. <laughs> Maddie's one of our beard buddies. Yeah. Um so she's she's giving us some some conversational starters here. Are we currently in an era or an age or a period of time in which all cameras are quote unquote? good cameras
0: uh do you want me to answer that right now <laughs> you just you just an- it's a, you
1: you said that like you have a lot to unpack there. i you, do you're like oh so, man do, uh, I have, do i have to preach on this
0: i've said this before and i'll say it again i think that not having the best gear for the situation can be a big uh teacher in teaching you how to cope with difficult situations and also just kind of I, I think for me, it's a, it's almost like a release. Like if I don't get anything, I wasn't expected to get anything. Obviously, if it's a paid gig, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But if you're shooting, like it's, I don't know, if you're already starting in not the best circumstances, get creative and see if you can come up with something. And I think that that's that's actually taught me quite a bit. Um, but then there's the flip side of that coin, where I see this all the time in the shop where somebody comes in and they're like my camera is a big pain in the butt cuz if I shoot above 400 ISO it's it gets really crummy and so I never shoot so it's like you got to like balance that if it's if it's so miserable that you're never shooting get something better if you're not and you just want to try something different get a different tool maybe not all maybe not a camera body but maybe a tool outside of that that'll help expand kind of your abilities yeah. Yeah. So that's my, that's my quick take.
1: So your, your final answer there is if, I, if I'm kind of reading your response correctly to the question, are we in an age where all cameras are quote unquote good cameras? Yours is. Oh,
0: that was, I guess I, I kind of avoided the question. Yeah. Didn't you, I? you were like, kind of. Ki- kind of. I think if you got any camera that's being sold new right now, I think that almost yes is the answer uh besides like a few like really really cheap point and shoots
1: yeah um, here's how i view it if if i can if i can give my take on this but
0: i love a holga even and that's right. a 40 dollar film camera that doesn't have any settings
1: right here's here's how i see it all right i every day you and i both go to work right we jump in a car that gets us from point A to point B and gets mm. the job done. You're
0: gonna get all like metaphorical and philosophical about this, aren't you? Let me just stare deep into your eyes. <laughs>
1: Give me the answer. <laughs> point too. A to point B. Let's go. All right. So you, every day we get in our cars, we go to point A to point B. It gets us. It gets us to where we want to go. But mm-hmm. some people, some people, want to do it the um, the greenest way possible so what they'll do is they'll get in their tesla and come to work yeah some people want to do it in the most showy way possible so they'll get in their lifted four by four truck diesel i was
0: thinking lambo with like uh no that's the phosphorescent pers- paint job
1: that's the person who wants to get there the fastest so that's pretty showy though <laughs> yeah i guess it's showy but in yeah. any case yeah <laughs> there's different options to get from point a mm-hmm. to point B. there's different ways to accomplish your goal yeah it's dependent on how you want to get there, and the the tools or the features that are baked into that tool mm-hmm. that make it good for you, but not. I don't. I think good is just too subjective. Yeah. So uh, that's my answer. Is is, and is
0: the only the only caveat that I would say is like a pro, like somebody who is very well versed and like capable, can make a $500 two lens kit camera sing like crazy. Yeah. I mean, and uh, then if I'm
1: being honest, there's, there used to be this, this show on YouTube from, from uh, what was that channel called Rev? Digital Rev. Oh yeah. Um, pro photographer, crappy camera. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this feature? Mm-hmm. David Hobby, who is the strobist. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you see that one? No. He captured amazing, like given, you can tell it's from the type of camera it is, yeah. but he captured really solid images on a Buzz Lightyear toy digital camera for kids.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, he he got, a, like, a neutral density, kind of just held it in front of the lens. He tried to, like, use the flash that's built in on it to kind of trigger other flashes. It was oh, really yeah. interesting. So, Yeah.
0: yeah yeah that kind of reminds me when uh, at one point i was trying to i was learning uh bass like electric bass guitar yeah and there was a guy that i was watching and he was like i just want to show you this just to show you that the instrument doesn't actually matter and on this hello kitty bass that was like 150 (laughs) dollars he was just like dude he made it it, you would have you could have thought that that was like parliament playing like crazy like funk bass lines and it's like no, you don't you don't need the best gear all the time, but at the same time, nice gear does make it easier a lot of the time. I
1: do have to point out since you brought up a hundred and fifty dollar Hello Kitty bass guitar, we oh, do yeah. we do have somebody here in our shop who's just an incredible film shooter and she does Oh enjoy. my gosh, so you I know, know where you're going. Do you with know this? what she would say to a hundred and fifty dollar hello bass? or Hello Kitty bass guitar, she would say... That's pretty cool. Yeah, Cheyenne would say that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> I know for a fact that she's got Hello Kitty stickers on her 4x5 Signarf. She also camera. has it
1: on her Instax camera. Yeah. Yeah. So she she it's has this... more.
0: It's more hilarious that it's on a 4x5 signar Yeah, so bill. Cheyenne
1: has this crazy, like, it, large format camera, like this hype, you go under the dark cloth and everything mm-hmm. to, to focus... We were talking stuff She's that... She's
0: got it on a rolling camera stand, which also has Hello Kitty <laughs> stickers on it. So
1: she has all this like super pro equipment and Hello Kitty stickers on it. And I just love it. I love it. Yes. Um, and
0: she takes amazing photographs with them too. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, here's another question that I think we we get often if we get somebody who's unfamiliar with with photography when mm-hmm. they come in, they check out cameras well you know we'll say this camera is you know 26 megapixels it does 4k blah 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 and they're like does 4k well does it does it have like do they all have video mm-hmm. yeah i'll have video
0: for the most part i would say a lot of they all mostly have video i mean even the they medium don't, format ones have video they don't all have the best autofocus in video hashtag truth yeah
1: yep for sure yeah um so yeah i think those are those are pretty good questions that that maddie gave us that that kind of kicked off some conversation but let's talk about um kind of the type of people that would want to upgrade so we've talked about are the Mm -hmm. cameras good do they all have video but let's talk about like what the situations
0: get into into some specifics here. some
1: hypothetical situations yeah um so let's say you're new to this world and you've recently taken up photography as just a hobby you've Mm -hmm. never picked up a camera before you've had an old point and shoot camera maybe in the past that maybe it's uh like tom's mavica that takes a floppy disk or maybe Mm. it's an old olympus that takes an xd card not an sd card not a not a micro sd card but an xd card Mm -hmm. yeah i found one of those in a closet
0: yeah that's great
1: (laughs) so maybe you're just you've got you've had a point and shoot you got a digital camera back when they first became
0: or maybe you've just been shooting with your phone and you want something that's going to have more capability sure yeah
1: um so why are you getting a dslr tom why would why would somebody here jump up an upgrade to a DSLR
0: for me. And I think that this was kind of beaten into us in like school for mm-hmm. photography was, uh, it's just access to settings sure. for the most part control. Yeah. And access to interchangeable lenses.
1: Yeah. So can control and even more control when it comes to a- adaptability yeah. with lenses
0: and then a hot shoe as well.
1: Yeah. For, for flash, mm-hmm. flash photo. Um, oh, sorry. Um, so that's if, if somebody's coming in and they're saying, do I really need a DSLR? I have my phone. My phone has 12 megapixels. It shoots 4K 30. Sure. Da-da-da-da-da. Why can't my phone do XYZ? And I think Tom just nailed it. I think control and adaptability and the option to expand your uh, ecosystem, like your mm-hmm. technological ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So that's why somebody would pick up a DSLR compared to – You know, somebody who just wants to use your phone or somebody that has a point-and-shoot with a nice... I
0: think we need to specify all of us here at work at Midwest Photo use our phones for photography.
1: Oh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. They're incredible cameras.
0: Yeah. Um, but We even sell
1: accessories for said said
0: phones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, yeah, and it's just, yeah, having all of that capability. And for me, I think it's also have... (sighs) Uh, I'm I'm one of the people that still has a music player separate from my phone like uh and not kind of like an MP3 player kind of thing. Right, right. And I think that the separate device also just like puts me in a different mindset than if I'm using like my phone or a point and shoot or something like that. Like it seems it feels more like okay, this is what I'm doing here and it's getting my full attention.
1: Right. So obviously people who have not um had a DSLR before but are looking to invest into one from maybe that's their point and shoot or their phone or whatever, mm-hmm. you're not going to be used to hauling that amount of gear. Like, they're going to probably come in and they're going to say, I want to lug in a bunch of gear, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's totally natural. It's totally acceptable to to want what's one camera and one lens to grab
0: and go for the best situation that I have. Um, so... You're you just brought up something really interesting that yeah. I, that I want to kind of dive into a little bit. Sure. Let's so do it. one of the biggest complaints that I hear from people, or like when somebody comes in six months after after the holidays, and says, "I haven't touched my camera, but I still want to take that class," and I'm like, "Why haven't you touched it? Like you've got a great <laughs> setup. Like you <laughs> spent all this money on this, and like." Go on go on like a lunch walk or something and take pictures of like butterflies on like on a little walk around the neighborhood or something. For sure. Um but the thing that I always hear is it's just too big. Like I don't I, I have to have a separate bag for it and I have to have all these things. And I think that for an entry level person, the thing that I typically recommend is micro four thirds. Really? Yeah. Interesting. For like that sort of person like the, specifically there's the Panasonic Lumix GX eighty five. It's they've we've currently got it in stock. It's a two-lens kit, is the one that I'm looking at. And it's nine ninety-seven ninety-nine. Mm. It's literally the size of a point and shoot camera, but has interchangeable lenses. And it's actually got really good autofocus. It shoots four K video. It does all this other stuff. And but I like it because it's still um It's still got a decent amount of resolution. Let me, uh, 16 megapixels.
1: Plenty, plenty.
0: Right, but it's got a lot better autofocus than a lot of like the DSLR counterparts. Right. Because it is, it because it is mirrorless. Right. It does have a smaller sensor, but that also means that the kit lens. Like, the, the lenses that come with it are also absolutely tiny. Like, you can yeah. throw this in a tiny bag in a purse or something and just have it with you. Like, right. it's great. It's a point-and-shoot that acts like an, that's punching above its weight kind right. of thing.
1: And I think, uh, I, I really like that you've honed in on that, like, portable setup. Because mm-hmm. I think people who are trying to upgrade from their current portable setup into a camera that they have control with, Mm-hmm. And that produces some great imagery. I think they're going to want to continue that portability. And I think you've, you've really hit well on that. And I actually was unaware of um, <laughs> how affordable that, that kit was. Yeah. Uh, two lenses. So and I those won't... lenses are, are really, I mean, they're technically like a glass, right? Yeah. Um, so Panasonic Lumix, um, that's, that's technically like a glass, which is super high-end. Um, it's got in-body stabilization. It's 997. I, I, I just, I think you nailed it there with that with that starter kit. If you did want to step up into something with a larger sensor, now we're talking about sensor size here. Just so we can back. real quick, yeah. What's up?
0: I just found, I just found uh, that, and we're gonna have to update our page, but that's actually got a 400 dollars instant rebate, so it's 597, oh not my 997. Gosh. So it's yeah. Crazy affordable.
1: That is crazy affordable. Okay, go on. You're... Um, so we you. You said micro four thirds. Mm-hmm. I'm about to bring up an APS-C sensor's uh, camera.
0: Yeah, <sighs> just a little bit larger than the. Yeah, micro So for four-thirds.
1: those who are unfamiliar. Every camera has a sensor size. Your phone has a sensor size. It's about, what, a quarter inch, half inch? It's tiny. It's tiny. It's yeah, a small it's sensor. A right. The next step up, up from that is what's called micro four-thirds, mm-hmm. and that is like a postage stamp, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then up from there, there's a format called APS-C, mm-hmm. and that is about 1.6 times smaller than a piece of 35-millimeter <laughs> film. And then you have full frame. And full frame is the exact same size as 35mm film. Yeah. So the larger the sensor, the better the image quality, the better... Tendon, yeah. It, it, it tends to lean top. that way. You have better ISO, uh, noise control. You've got uh, uh, better quality pixels that are spread apart on a, on a larger plane.
0: Yeah. So that, on and so that. the the historically, the larger the image plane sensor is, whether that's film or digital, historically it's been the bigger sensor, the more professional the model. But now sensors sensor and processor technology has gotten so good that like there's not that many people that need to shoot shoot medium format digital cameras anymore. Right. Because full frame sensors have gotten so good. Yeah. Sensors and lenses. So
1: Which means that, you know, medium format sensors have too gotten so so good. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it just it steps up uh, yeah. in each realm
0: but on to what you were talking about
1: the fuji yeah so if you wanted to step into the apsc size which is mm-hmm. the majority of cameras that you're going to see in big box stores and everything this is the size of sensor you're getting
0: this is kind of the standard entry level size sensor. right and,
1: and fuji and just stuff. came out with the xs10 um now the mm-hmm. kit with the 18 to 55 lens which is a standard you know zoom lens for for a kit mm-hmm. is uh 1399.95 that's awesome. Now, what's crazy about this is that this is a camera that you can buy and like, really grow into.
0: I was going to say that's more of a pro camera because like, we, we didn't specify this either, but Fuji only makes crop sensor, that yes. 1.6, and medium format. They don't make full frame, which is Correct. kind of in between those two. And, and Fuji does make professional crop sensor cameras that are so good. Yeah, and I would say that this is one of them, right?
1: Correct. Now, I, I'll say that the reason I, I recommend this one so much after I've reviewed it, I've like it's on our YouTube page. You can watch my review of it. Mm-hmm. This is a camera you can truly grow into. Like I recommend this as a backup camera for pros. Yeah. So it's got in-body stabilization, twenty-six megapixels it does 4k it does log video so like if you don't understand any of those things they're still on auto mode on this thing like if you just want to just get started
0: which honestly even if you're a pro like i've seen pros get cameras like this where Mm -hmm. it's also nice because if you if you're a professional photographer and you want to go on vacation and you want to take a camera they often take something like this because then they can also throw it on auto mode and give it to their spouse right and let them kind of just still be able to get full full reigns of the camera too. bada bang. okay so bada bang. B- <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get that on a, on on a sting. Sting, yeah. bonkers and bada bang. <laughs>
1: hey hey I'm walking here
0: somebody get this guy a camera
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've talked a lot of like tech jargon and we've tried to break that down for you and we've talked about a Panasonic camera we talked about a Fujifilm camera but let's say you have never like you've had an eye iPhone and you're just upgrading to a camera like mm-hmm. with us um and you don't know what brand you should go with and here's what i tell anybody who asks me because i've had this question. can i
0: see can i can can i see if i can guess it what the question is no what the answer is so should... like to yeah because you, you probably don't...
1: heard me say it on the floor no some... but
0: you don't like for a person who has zero background in photography and sure. wants to get a camera let's see if you know this just come in and try them out
1: uh no that's not what i was gonna say oh man no, you've already got somebody in front of you who's come in, and, oh, they're, yeah. and they're wanting to try one out, but they're looking across every case, and they're like, Canon, Nikon, Fuji, Eeny Sony, meeny Sony meeny Panasonic. No, don't eat meeny, <laughs> money mode. I tell everybody, are you familiar with anything, Chris? Like, have you ever held a Canon camera? Have you ever yeah. held a Sony camera? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, that's like the first thing I put in their hands, because what it comes down to is like...
0: Familiarity.
1: Familiarity, but it also comes down to like all of these guys have strengths and weaknesses. It's really like a Chevy Ford Pepsi Coke kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like
1: I'm not going to sit here and BS you and tell you that like, oh, this, this brand, this is where it's at. No, false.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Depending <laughs> on what you're shooting, you may say, get this one, but. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. It, um, in any case, yeah, it's, it's something you have to step into one realm and mm-hmm. then, or if you've already stepped in that, like if you still, say you've shot Sony before and you, you kind of just went back to your phone grab a sony again mm-hmm. i'm sure you're familiar with like you're like okay these menu systems they make sense to me a little bit so, yeah um totally
0: yeah. and i like i yeah i guess that's the i like that yeah and also just like i typically ask people what are your friends shooting because yeah. then you can ex- you can borrow oh, yeah, lenses yeah. from each other and share share equipment, flashes, all that stuff. Bada bing, bada bing. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be what this podcast is called, like the title of it. No, it's we already bada-bing. We
1: already made the graphic for it. It's over.
0: No, nah, sorry, it's bada bing now.
1: Bada bing. <laughs> um, cool. So once you have your camera, of course, we recommend you take a class like Photo One Hundred and One that we teach here. Matt Marash is an excellent instructor. He also mm-hmm. is a co-host on the Film Photography Project podcast FPP yeah um so make sure you you absolutely it's so it's so worth the money it's yeah. so worth the money it's, plus, it's 50 bucks it's like three hours it's the best 50 bucks you're ever gonna spend once you going buy a back
0: to the whole uh the whole music thing mm-hmm. the, the metaphor plus if you've ever taken like music lessons before once you've taken a couple lessons now you've got a guy you've got a guy that you can go to and expect like a them to kind of understand your background and be able to ask questions yeah and stuff, so, so you know you you bring yeah, your fancy camera to a, a
1: family reunion and i bring back aunt linda and she's like oh i see you got one of those fancy cameras yeah you 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 know how to do this and you're like yeah. i don't know how to do this but i got a guy yeah bada bing or
0: like <laughs> aunt nancy why'd you spin all the dials now i don't know what to put it on <laughs> and then we can help you out
1: never hand your camera over to aunt nancy
0: yeah um but yeah i dig that and uh, yeah
1: okay so uh, uh let's get it's kind of move on to the to the next yeah the next one maybe you were uh you know last year you asked for a camera you got it for christmas mm-hmm. uh you, you know your parents got it for you a family member got it for you and you it, it it was good learning about photography and you got familiar with it and you got familiar with that camera but maybe maybe you feel like it's holding you back have you outgrown it yeah um
0: A lot of people, I think, hold on to their first DSLR a little too long.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I got rid of that thing in a minute.
0: I was... (laughs) So I did a bunch of... Speaking of lateral swaps, I did a bunch of lateral swaps like when I first... So my first DSLR was a Nikon D80. Mm -hmm. I then went to a Nikon D200, then Mm -hmm. a D300, then a D300S then a D7100, and then a D7200. So
1: you were just swapping zebras for different stripes. Mm-hmm. Got it.
0: Yeah, some of them had pink stripes, some of them had orange stripes, but they all zebraed pretty good. What was
1: that gum that had the zebra with the multi oh, Because yeah. that's like medium. You get the little
0: tattoos off the, the wrapper.
1: Yeah, stick them on your tongue.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the ones. I think it is called zebra gum. It probably is. In um, any case,
1: y- y- you know... So we're talking here. Is is the camera holding you back? Like, do you feel like there is something this camera isn't doing for you? Is it the lenses that aren't cutting it? What do you do here when when you're talking about? Is it is it truly holding me back? And this is actually where I, I'm bringing an article to the table. Oh man! Surprise article.
0: Big guns. <laughs> <Thought I'd bang. laughs> oh, God. <laughs> bottom being
1: things never gonna die now. <laughs> All right, so I found this uh, I found this article from onportraits.com by I know I'm gonna butcher his name. I'm so sorry, Michael. Michael Camus? Camus? Uh, Camus, I'm guessing. Okay, so he's a Brooklyn-based portrait photographer. Oh, he wrote that's... this really simple article that will that will link to in our uh, yeah. show notes. Uh, four reasons not to switch to switch camera systems. So uh, this it, there's a lot of lessons here. Like if you're, let's say you, you got a Canon for Christmas, and you're like, man, just the, the I want that face tracking, and I've heard the best face trackings with Sony, and da-da-da-da-da, because da, 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 I'm taking portraits. Are you and, saying
0: face tracking? Like F-A-C-E, F-A-C-E or yeah, like phase, P-H-A-E? Face, F-A-C-E, F
1: A C E like face detection for autofocus. Yeah, because Sony has really good face autofocus detection. Correct. And eye detection, too, with even animals. Mm-hmm. So he wrote this whole <laughs> article up about about switching systems, and some people go from like Canon to Sony, mm-hmm. and and so he wrote this. A article. lot of people have done that. Yes, and and there are there are and, and the article isn't trying to persuade you against switching brands. It's more of like a really good lesson on whether or not you should be upgrading and whether or not you should be switching. And I just yeah. really liked this article. Um, but you like
0: the philosophy of it.
1: Yeah, I do. And th- there nice. was there was these two things that he brought up that were valid reasons to switch. And I would even say, I would go farther to say, these are two valid reasons to upgrade when you want or need a radical change in capabilities. Do you absolutely need face detection? Autofocus face detection. Is it required of you? Is it going to make your life easier? Because if you could shoot more shots, if you could book more, you could justify that expense of the upgrade. Mm -hmm. But if it's really not holding you back and it's just like a fun bells and whistles feature, yeah. maybe it's not the right move for you. Yeah. Um and then it kind of ties into the second one, which is is your current system holding you back in specific, meaningful ways? Is this is there a, a quirk in your camera system that is just killing your creativity? Yeah. And every time you hit that speed bump, you're like, ah oh, crap. And I'd say sure. those are things that justify the upgrade.
0: Yeah. And it's hard to like, man, it's hard to speak in such general terms about this because there are so many different reasons to switch or upgrade. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know a lot of pros, like high-end pro photographers in Columbus that switch to the Canon USRP, or not RP, the USR, knowing that in a year and a half that they were going to upgrade again, but they were doing it because they wanted to invest in that RF glass. And if investing early and getting used to the system meant that they would be in like doing that swap twice, Mm -hmm. they're going to do it because that's a big part of staying on that upper tier of photography and of, of your business. Um, but at the same time, like, I've also seen people hesitant about going from DSLR to mirrorless and then they rent a mirrorless for the weekend and the face autofocus detection that you're talking about allows them like I've I've seen photographers literally say this where they're like, I usually have about 30% that aren't in focus because of DSLRs and like the autofocus tracking capability and like sometimes it's tracking like it's always tracking but mm-hmm. whether it's tracking the ear or the eye sometimes you're just like trying to get the composition and all that right and there and then they talk about shooting with the mirrorless and they're like literally there were 3 images that i had to throw away and then i could literally pick any of the others to deliver yeah and that's a huge that's a huge huge business thing to be able to like you've got you you no longer don't have like these Throw away images because of the performance of the camera and so now you have like you can not only pick which one there that everyone's not blinking in but also the ones with the best expressions and with like yeah i yeah. don't know there's a lot to that and and a lot of balancing there i realized we just jumped heavily or at least i just jumped heavily into that pro and and we were talking more intermediate of like upgrading your DSLR and maybe you just right. had your first.
1: And and so I think you actually touched on something if I could real quick, that's really important to beginner and intermediate shooters. Um, maybe you feel like a hobbyist or maybe you feel like you, you might not know enough quite yet. Sure. Is that you brought up rentals and I think it's really important to, to point out to people because pros know about our rentals department and they often utilize that and leverage that for their own work. But um if you're a beginner out there, know that you can come to our shop and talk to our rentals team and you can actually try out something that you've been wanting to try out, whether that's yeah. a camera you're looking at upgrading to or a lens that you might be wanting to buy. And we have our Try Before You Buy program. And I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but you can take one day of rental costs and apply it towards the purchase if you really like that thing. So let's mm-hmm. you know, let's say you rent a telephoto lens that's a 70 millimeter, 300 millimeter yeah. for wildlife and you loved it and you want to buy it, well, now you can take your rentals cost for that weekend, which is one day, and apply it towards the purchase. Let's say it's mm-hmm. 50 bucks. It's 50 bucks off your lens. Yep. So, or it's a free rental, depending on how you look at it. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. I like that a lot. And especially, like, I think that you you then touched on, like, in reference to all of that, is I think that these kind of more intermediate, um, like, beginner to intermediate levels, I think that these people are the people that have kind of reached that cusp of what that kit lens can do for them and what that like kit zoom lens like the more telephoto zoom lens can do for them and you're starting to realize the limitations of the gear versus the limitations of your capability and i think that that's a big thing to kind of like once you get to that balancing point you're just like then you start to realize oh I like, it's almost like you're, you're starting to understand like how to speak another language, but limited by, I don't know, vocabulary or something. I don't know.
1: Right. And I think, I mean, this is something we, we've been talking a lot about cameras and upgrading cameras, but there's also upgrading lenses. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you're talking about the kit lens that you, you get, or maybe you get a two lens kit and it's like an 18 to 55 and a 55 to 200 or something. But, um, and those aren't bad lenses. Don't get me wrong. You can create amazing imagery from kit lenses. Yeah. But if you want to step up your, your glass game and you want to get larger apertures or longer focal lengths. Or just or, primes. Or, or just primes. Just sharper um, in general. Yeah. Another another thing you can you can rent and try out. Or if you just want to stop here in the store, maybe you don't need to rent it for a weekend. You're just like, how often can I realistically see myself using this? Mm-hmm. Maybe you come in and you put it on your camera. You're like, this is not the focal length for me. Right. We, we think it's – even if you come into our store and you don't buy anything and you walk away and you're like, I have determined that this is not the lens for me. Yeah. We come, still see that as a success. <laughs> yeah. Come in
0: and – well, not only that, but we – the like, photography is something that we're all passionate about here. Mm-hmm. And so come in and just hang out for a little bit and let us play a little bit and we'll throw different lenses on your camera. And, like, there's, there's a lot of times when you – the customer will ask like to see three lenses and we're like, we see what you're doing here. And then we're like, try this one though. <laughs> like try, uh, I see what you're doing. Like you're trying the 35, the 55 and the 85 one eight Sony's, but try this baddest lens. See, let's see how you like this one. And a lot of times we'll even go over to the like lighting display or something and say, Hey, you, I don't care if you take my picture. I work here. Just, Yeah just play and see if it works for you.
1: Yep. Yeah. Cause we do have that little studio set up over in mm-hmm. lighting. So that's, that's also a nice little place to utilize. Yeah. Uh, even if you wanted to see what lighting would look like, you're trying to upgrade your lighting. You want to see something, yeah. something there. Um, let's kind of transition to the next, uh, to the next step, which is going from that, uh, intermediate to the professional level. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, you've got to, Uh, Quite a few years of a photography under your belt now. Um, You have decided to maybe start this as a freelancer. You've got your ducks in a row. You're starting a company. You filed all the paperwork. You got yourself an accountant. Yada, yada, yada. Um, What is the next step? What What should you be doing to consider that upgrade from intermediate to professional? You're going from a prosumer camera to professional cameras because there's like consumer in our world for folks who don't know
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's consumer grade cameras stuff you'd find in your big box stores and stuff you can find here stuff you can find various other places there's your prosumer and that's going to be more that's a mid-range it's a mid-range you know it's not quite consumer grade it's not professional but it's it's a good price and it's a good camera yeah you know and then you've got your professional grade, which is the stuff that the pros use. Yeah, so, weather-sealed, all that weather stuff. Weather-sealed, full-frame, all that. So, well, not always full-frame, yeah, I should say. Quit saying that. <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> an old way of thinking. It is. My old totally man is. here. Um, so I would say you need to budget. for, And this is something I think we've kind of been talking behind the curtain a little bit in our company. Mm-hmm. Budget, budget, budget. Like, we've got financing options here, obviously. Mm-hmm. Take them if you know that you can... Afford that kind of financing, or you can line up with that kind of financing. Yeah. But also, you know, when you're budgeting, don't budget for just the camera. Like, if you you come in, you're like, I want to order a Canon EOS R5.
0: I would say that this applies to pretty much every class of camera. It really
1: does. I I just, I would, I would, if you're at the level now where you're thinking of going intermediate to Mm -hmm. professional, if you're really thinking about stepping into this as a professional, Mm -hmm. you need to know. The, the budgetary side yeah. of things.
0: There's like the faster cards. There's the card readers. I would say at that point, if you're starting to book gigs that are like, you're dealing with irreplaceable images, like weddings and stuff like that.
1: Hard drives at the wazoo.
0: Hard drives. And I would even say like, I've started doing raid drive systems. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just like refer another uh, place in town, micro center. Oh yeah, for if sure. If you have questions about like setting up RAID drives or anything like that, those guys are as passionate about like the data. The yeah, the, the like, data workflow really. The the in depth computer kind of like building computers and stuff like that. They 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 love that kind of thing. So, yep. and they'll have yeah, they've got all kinds of stuff worked out there. Um,
1: I think I think uh, you know Matt Marash kind of explained this to me once in terms of of backup and I thought it was really good advice. Um, it's three three <laughs> copies. So if if you've got images that you Oh,
0: I thought you were going to say he's got something that he likes to say to people. Oh
1: yeah, there's a there's a go-to Matt Murach quote which is get a freaking tripod.
0: Oh no, I was even going to say like I've talked to him about he was actually where I started with getting a raid drive set up. Oh yeah. And he's like there's two things people don't like to talk about. Death and backing things up. <laughs> 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 and I was like fair enough like that's that oh, I was my like gosh, nobody else so here weird. has any like raid stuff set up like none of like I think I've some of the coworkers here now have raid stuff cuz we've all kind of dug into it at that point too but it was just like yeah nobody nobody really likes to like dig into that cuz it's totally it's totally unsexy it's something that's just a box that sits on your desk Yep that does this thing that backs everything up, but yeah.
1: I'm a tech tech head, so I kind of like, I enjoy learning about that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the advice I was going to say was uh, three copies. If you've got images that mm. you're going to be selling to somebody and you need, you've contractually obligated to keep them on file for so many years or decades or however you pan mm-hmm. it out with your client, if you're backing stuff up, you should have three copies and two physical locations. Yep. So you, you copy it three times, and then you take where where, like if say it's a hard drive you take the hard drive and you put it somewhere else or a a cloud the cloud is just somebody else's computer we have differing opinions on that one okay (laughs) i don't trust the cloud
0: i guess like there's like google drive pro accounts and stuff like that that i've I've, i know that other photographers use and rely on for for backing things up but Yeah. yeah um but yeah budget <laughs> budgetary
1: wise going back to the overall message sure. oh my gosh we got sure. lost in the weeds there for yeah <laughs> but um if, if if you're going from an intermediate to professional think about your peripherals mm-hmm. think about high quality filters think about high quality memory cards hard drives Tripods, glass you know if you're dropping three grand on glass yeah. i'm sorry if you're dropping three grand on a camera you should be dropping at least a third of that on glass is yeah. my opinion if you're if you're buying a camera that
0: image really like you should you should also be paying attention if you're paying attention to the resolution of the camera you should also pay attention to the resolution of the lenses and yes. all that stuff because there's yeah.
1: nothing like putting cheek cheap economical goodyear tires on a ferrari mm-hmm. nobody does that you burn them up yep they be <laughs> gone they'd be gone yeah so that's that. I mean, that's my <laughs> advice when jumping from intermediate. Profe- at, at the point that you are a professional, you, I think you're gonna know. You're gonna know when the time is to upgrade. Yeah, a- and at that point in time, you just you need that advice of well, and, being budgetarily conscientious well, with
0: those with those big high end, uh, like not even big, but just those professional photographers that are relying on photography for their income. I think that that's going. Most of those upgrades are going to be a more one-on-one conversation with like us a lot of the times, for sure. And then I also think that all of those are going to be very specific to each person, and that um, yeah. And I like a lot of the times it's going to be. There's things that you do at work if you're not a photographer to make your work easier. This is the same thing. If this makes your job easier day in and day out and makes your like mental state a lot easier to deal with, do it. Like if yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah.
1: So all of that to say, there's a there, upgrading is is tough. Mm-hmm. We uh, we understand the challenges of it. If you need help determining whether or not you should upgrade. I've had plenty of conversations in this building as both a worker and a customer Yeah, where our staff has been totally honest and being like, yeah. shut up. You don't need to upgrade. Well,
0: it's, funny. <laughs> it's funny to hear like banter between coworkers too, where they're like, get this. And then the other one's like, ah, if I were you, I do like everyone has different approaches too. And then the person's like, I'm going to rent that stuff, see which one actually works the way I think it should. And then we'll come back and reconvene. And yeah. 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 Um, it's like your old hammer thing that you used to talk about that you talked about on previous episodes like there's there's multiple hammers that can do the same job and it's oh, yeah. like which one do you want to pick yeah
1: exactly yeah. exactly um and then when you're when you're ready for extras of course there's all kinds of like pro hardware that you know let's say you're a photographer you're freelancing you've mm. been freelancing as a pro for you know half a decade and now you want to take on the world of video. Well, Mm -hmm. there's a lot to learn there yeah. and there's a lot of hardware there to learn like stabilizers and whatnot. And again, it all comes down to is this first rent it. I'm just going to tell you that right now. My advice is rent it. If -hmm. you're, if you think about buying it before you buy it, rent it. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. That's like a golden rule of mine. Um, like the next camera I'm getting, I've already tried it out. I already know what it's like. I already know that I want it. So, um, Going from the XH one to the X Pro three.
0: That's a that's a move.
1: It is a move. Yeah, yeah. It's lateral. Yeah, a bit. I
0: like that though. Yeah. No, it's the X Pro the X Pro three is a step up from the XH one. Yeah. Like, I mean, like sensor wise and all that. Maybe and I think autofocus it, wise, I think too. No,
1: no, Ibis though. No in body stabilization. Right,
0: but yeah. the XH one is what the same generation as like the X Pro two.
1: Maybe uh, a little bit before that. I think you're right. I think it's X Pro two, gen.
0: Yeah. So it's still an upgrade. All right, we got too much into that gear.
1: In any, any, in any case, um, rent your <laughs> rent your stuff, rent your lighting, rent your gimbals, rent your yeah. sliders, rent rent Some your microphones. Too.
0: Some of that stuff too. Hire it out first and see what it looks like yeah. on on set and stuff. Like, there's plenty of video people that are working in Columbus. If you're still a shooter and you want to add an aspect to your game. Hire it out and see if they want, like, see how that works first. And I've seen a lot of success with collaboration with that sort of thing, too. For sure. For sure. And delegation.
1: This is a very, like, broad. Yeah. Broadly conversed. Yeah. Yeah. Episode, But I think it was good. I think people like to I see what happens when we unravel our brains.
0: I think there is a bunch of random specific things in there as examples that I think <laughs> work. Hopefully, you guys let us know if, yeah. this, if this sounds like aliens talking in a room or if it's <laughs> like...
1: Um, So if you're ready to upgrade, make sure you give us a call. Make sure you stop by our website, shoot us an email, whatever you want to do to get in contact with us. We want to make (laughs) it... If you
0: want more of this sort of conversation, (laughs) but one-on-one and specific to you, give us a call. I'm just... just... (laughs) I'm just imagining a customer
1: now. They're like, yeah, I want to talk to somebody about upgrading, but please don't transfer me (laughs) to Kevin or Tom. Whatever you do, do not put me on the phone with Kevin or Tom. That was exhausting. we promise you won't, get, you won't get us unless you want to talk to us then you'll get us but um, if you're ready if you're ready to upgrade Tom got the Man, this giggles this is a hard
0: sell for us right now it's really not no I'm just I'm, I'm joking <laughs> this is this is a big joke at this point for me but if,
1: if you want to upgrade make sure you you give us a call we're at 614-261-1264 or email us at mpex at mpex.com or visit our website there's a submission form there you can also fill out yeah um, with that said let's let's go ahead and wrap it up And as always, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and SoundCloud.
0: Perfect. Yes.
1: Um, Share your photos with us on Instagram at Two Weird Camera Beards um, or at MPEX underscore photo underscore video. Now that I bring that up, I actually, I think we got tagged. Um, I think we got tagged in somebody's like spooky lighting. Oh, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. Let's Uh, get a shout out. Let's give a shout out to okay okay it looks like maddie already responded um, all right imagino's photography ren it's ren can
0: you spell out the the name yeah the username? I
1: I M A G I N O S photography it's that's the handle maybe
0: we'll feature him on the podcast instagram so for you guys sure can check it out because
1: it's cool because he's got this plague doctor outfit that he lit up real spooky like for halloween that's cool how cool is that Whoa, yeah. that's
0: nuts. We'll link Ren in our in our show notes because that's dope, Ren. That's Heck a yeah. that's a good shot, dude. Thanks, Ren. Um and if you have any questions or wanna send us any images or anything like that, feel free to email us at two weird camera beards dot or two weird camera beards at mpex.com. And that's the number two. Yes. Um Special thanks to our magical, mystical... Marvelous. uh, ...beachside uh, executive producer, Matty (laughs) O'Neill. Also, special thanks to the president of Midwest Photo, Moisha Applebaum. He's great. And uh, thank you to the VP of Midwest Photo. He is... Thebomb.com? Yeah, he's yeah. he's the best. Yep. And that's Ken Lewis. Thank you to both of those guys, Ken and Moisha, for letting us use the conference room uh today during a work day so that we can uh knock this puppy out. Yep.
1: Um and then today we had a special appearance uh on our one of our stings. It was Cheyenne, Cheyenne was Banks. Cheyenne. Yeah.
0: Big shout that's out to her,
1: Sh- w- to Cheyenne Banks and her Instagram is uh shy Shoots. Yep. Um is S-H-I- it underscore
0: I S-H-O-O-T-S, I believe, is yep. what that is. She got some good work. You guys yeah. got to check it out. And I think that, uh, yeah, and yeah then go check it s- out. And then a
1: special appearance from uh, the two weird camera beers, uh, New York Cousins. Bada bing.
0: Bada bing. <laughs> hey. Hey, I'm walking here. All right. And then I've got a quote here from Annie Leibovitz. And it is, when I say I want to photograph someone, what it really means is that I'd like to know them. Anyone I know, I photograph. I really like it.
1: I really like that too. And we were just talking about that earlier, it's how super we, when we hang out with people, we're like, I want to photograph you. Yeah,
0: I feel like a lot of the times when I ask people to if if they want to shoot or something, mm-hmm. a lot of the times it's just, let's let's do something. Yeah. Yeah, let's collaborate here because you seem cool.
1: All right, folks. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening in.
0: Thank you, guys. Uh, and up next is my conversation with Ray Sherlow in his studio. Can't wait. See you guys. Have to All right. I've got Ray Sherlow here uh, from Tall and Spirit uh, he did the song that we use for the podcast uh, try a little harder mm-hmm. uh, and uh Ray I thought I, I thought you could just say a few things about that song uh, like kind of how you how you because I know it's the intro to the album right
2: yeah it's the intro to my second album and after the first one I did I had kind of because I didn't know what I was doing, relied on my friends a lot, and like made them show me how to use Ableton and whatnot, and kind of felt like I was using them as a crutch. So that song was written kind of with the intent of... Like branching off and... Yeah, trying to do things on my own and figure out how to do things instead of just trying to get other people to do them for me.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I definitely I definitely get that I uh have listened to that song quite a bit and I definitely like I think that a lot of creative people can relate to that of like I don't know when you've got when you're kind of immersed in a lot of friends who do creative things and trying to find kind of your own
2: voice and your own yeah yeah it's balanced between keeping that inspiration and energy from them without just trying to copy and do your own thing yeah makes it more vulnerable but more rewarding if it works out yeah definitely or scarier if it doesn't yeah <laughs> which like
0: I don't know if it doesn't I don't know how does it, I don't that's kind of weird too to think about like a song not working it, in some way it, it, I'm sure it's a success right yeah. to yeah. figure it out
2: yeah for sure
0: cool Well, thanks, Ray. Thanks Mm -hmm. for letting us use your music on the show. Nice. That was a good one, bro.
1: Was it a good one?